Iowa football has made a decision on offensive coordinator, and I'm not sure this is going to work out. I'll tell you why. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. You know, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join us today and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. All right, we're going to dive into this Iowa offensive coordinator hire. This has been in the making for three months. We're going to talk about the Rutgers defense and some Purdue basketball as well. And Caitlin Clark can chip off two more milestones this week. Plus our tweets, Tuesday tweets at the end. See if yours made the list. You can be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right. I'm afraid uh, that uh, Iowa offensive coordinator hire Tim Lester means more of the same for the Hawkeyes offense this year. I'll explain myself. But, you know, leading up to this, there have been two really huge stories in the Big Ten regarding football here in the offseason. Uh, Number one has been Jim Harbaugh's lingering decision that he finally made to go to the NFL. And, of course, the replacement hire of Sharon Moore as the head coach of Michigan. The other one has been the insane pace that Ryan Day has been on at Ohio State, just trying to redo everything at the top of the program with nil and transfer portals and all that stuff. The third biggest story, I think, is what's been going on and kind of floating on under the radar a little bit is the three-month saga of trying to replace Brian Ferentz as the, uh, the the coordinator at Ohio at, at Iowa with the hiring of a brand-new coordinator, Tim Lester. So, look, the Hawkeyes um, made the announcement they're going to hire Lester. He is a former Western Michigan head coach, got a lot of experience there, and a recent Green Bay Packers analyst. So, okay, we got a little information on him. We'll dive into that a little bit more here as well. Now, why do I say that this is uh, the third biggest story of the offseason for Big Ten football? Well, first of all, the Hawkeyes season kind of played out like uh, a a must-see Netflix series. Each and every week, you had to come back and tune in for more. Now, some of you may be saying, well, wait a minute, Craig. Wait, what are you talking about? Iowa football was a throwback to the leather helmet days. Uh, They couldn't score. It was not exciting. It was boring to watch. What are you talking about? I don't think Iowa football was boring at all. I watched all their games. They were just different. And they relied on great defense and great special teams. And I mean it when I use the word great. Of course, their offense was indeed non-existent. I will grant you that. And it had the potential to get worse each and every week because each week it seems like they suffered another season-ending injury after injury after injury, player after player. Now, the backdrop to this entire soap opera scenario was you have a respected head coach in Kirk Ferentz there for 25 years, and his son, Brian Ferentz, is the offensive coordinator. And Everybody was told going into the season that if Iowa didn't score a certain amount of points each week, 
Kirk Ferentz was going to have to fire his son. I mean, that's that's script. That's movie stuff right there. And it all played out that way as new athletic director Beth Getz informed everybody with several games left to go in the season that Brian Ferentz, he could finish the season, but he was not going to be back. He's fired. He's gone at the end of the year. While all this is going on, Iowa keeps winning football games, winning and winning. And yeah, sure, they were winning games by a score of like 12 to 7. And they had the second worst offense in college football this past year and the worst offense in football the year before. But while they were continuing to add wins to the tally, they got up to 10 wins and they made it to the Big Ten championship game. Not too bad with an incomplete team, right? There has to be some credit given for that as well to Kirk Ferentz and company. But that was last year. What about next year, 2024, this upcoming year? Iowa's not going to be able to play in the West Division because that's going away. We've got new Pac-12 teams coming in that are pretty good, and they're going to make the Big Ten almost impossible for a handful of teams there. Now, Cade McNamara's coming back at quarterback. Okay, we mixed results with the limited time we saw him last year. Tight end has been a great position year after year for this program. They're tight end you now. They had devastating injuries injuries at that position this past year, but Luke Lachey will be coming back. Still, wide receiver was non-existent, and from what I can tell from recruiting in the transfer portal, from what I've looked at, that's still a case. It's still a problem. You can't run an offense with just a quarterback and a tight end. You've got to have more in this day and age. So what should we really expect from Tim Lester and the Iowa offense this season? Well, first of all, let's keep in mind, before we know anything about Tim Lester, we know Kirk Ferentz, and he's not going to hire a guy who wants to chuck the ball 30 times a game. Not even going to consider it, right? That's just not their style. Kirk Ferentz either turned down or things didn't work out with Duke offensive coordinator Kevin Johns, who we talked about a lot going into the weekend because his offense averaged 32 points a game at 400 yards a game last season, and he was reportedly in the mix for the job. I've said this three podcasts in a row. Can you imagine Iowa with their defense and the special teams also 32 points a game and maybe 400 yards of offense? It's inconceivable. You can't think of it, right? Paul Christ was rumored to be a candidate, but he decided to stay at Texas. He thought it'd be better for his career to stay there as an offensive analyst. So either Kirk Ferentz was too picky in his hiring process with the candidates uh, or a lot of good candidates thought, I, I, I can't go to Iowa with that with the talent there and look good offensively. That's going to kill my career because we're all looking to move up. Right. I think that was the case. The latter. I, I think, I think some guys were scared off. So here's what we know about Lester. He's 46 years old. So a young guy, he was a former quarterback at Western Michigan back in the day and played a year in the XFL. So I like former quarterbacks as offensive coordinators. They understand the game, presumably at Western Michigan. He was the head coach there and went 37 to 32. Not horrible. He was fired after a five and seven record in 2022. He went to three bowl games while he was there and he won one of them. So the guy, he lost his job there, kind of moved around a little bit, went to Syracuse in 2013 as a quarterback's coach who was promoted to offensive coordinator in 2015, but that's when the coaching change, a new athletic director came in, fired everybody. Nothing remarkable to report there when he was there offensively. Um, and so after that, he went off to Purdue. And that was in 2016 as a quarterback's coach. And he coached David Blau. 
who was a borderline, is a borderline NFL backup quarterback. And while he was at Purdue, he averaged a respectable 295 yards. It was good for 21st in the country, but Purdue then made a coaching change that year, and he was not retained by Jeff Brom when he came in. So where are we at with this, Iowa Hawkeyes fans? I tell you what, some of you Iowa fans are some of the most vocal and uh, most loyal here to Locked On Big Ten. So I really would like your opinion on this. That's mine. I'd love to hear yours and get a feel for what you guys think. Um, again, at first glance, nothing really remarkable here. And for Iowa fans that are, that were really, really frustrated the past couple of years, I I don't know how you guys feel about this. Now I will say this, something happened, of course, going into last season, the complaints from 2022 continued with the fan base into 2023 Things got off to a slow start offensively, and people were really getting frustrated. And Brian Ferentz is really taking a lot of heat in social media. But I did notice, and I perhaps you did too, and maybe you were one of them as well. It kind of became a badge of honor, right? About halfway through the season, it seems like Iowa fan was embracing what was going on at Iowa. Yeah, we may only scored 12, 13, 14, 16 points a game, and we're winning. And I think it became a thing at Kinnick Stadium, uh, a badge of honor, a lot of pride. And you were like, so be it. Then it turned out, you know, when he got to the championship game in the Big Ten, uh, it wasn't enough against Michigan. Bowl game, it wasn't enough. So, uh, you know, here we are back at this and trying to find some kind of improvement offensively. So I think a combination of the fact, though, Lester – He's fine. He's a fine coach. He just didn't have anything dazzling. No marquee quarterbacks that he's worked with. He's coming in, and it doesn't seem like Iowa's upgraded the talent that much at, at wide receiver, which I think is is very necessary. And I think Iowa football fans should prepare for another season of trying to win low-scoring games. So how does it make you feel? We'd love to hear from you. Again, there are many ways. Here on Twitter at X at TalkBig10, number 10, YouTube comments as well. And don't forget our website, TalkBig10Number10.com. Um, so we'll, uh, speaking of Iowa, the latest on Caitlin Clark. She's got a couple of milestones within reach of her this week. We're going to talk some more college hoops as well and touch on Rutgers and Purdue. So they just played each other a couple of days. Some uh, observations from that as well as we continue right here on uh, Locked On Big Ten, your team every day. More of that coming up in just one minute. I want to tell you about FanDuel. This is a great time. We're down to the Super Bowl. And all season long, we tell you about, hey, you can bet on this or parlay this or whatever. If you like prop bets, like how many catches is X receiver going to have? How long is the national anthem going to be? How a color is the Gatorade going to be? All these are available. This is this is the mother load, everything with the Super Bowl. So while you're sitting on your couch with your favorite food and your favorite beverage, have your phone there. You can uh, set up some uh, some prop bets. It's, it's a lot of fun. They've got everything, by the way, no matter what you want. Even the more traditional stuff you want to bet on the line, I believe. Oh, yeah, actually, the... Um, uh, the 49ers open up as two and a half point favorites over the chiefs and immediately dropped to one and a half within 20 minutes. There's some action stuff moving on. Anyway, you can be a part of it with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel has a ton of ways for you, uh, to, uh, to end this season with the W or two or three. 
not only can you bet on who will win this on Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has uh, all these prop bets I'm telling you about. Touchdowns, who's going to score two or more touchdowns, that kind of stuff. How many points, exact score, all of that. New customers join today and you get $200 of bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. I want to thank all of you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. We very much appreciate it, especially everydayers out there. If you're a once in a while, check us out a little more often. We're all here, one big happy club talking Big Ten. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe if you haven't. I'm asking you to do that, a favor to me. It really helps us out if you subscribe on YouTube or you can share and follow and like Lockdown Big Ten on YouTube or whatever. Uh, app you get your audio podcasts on too. Lockdown Big Ten, your teams every day. And don't forget to check out our website, talkbig10number10.com. We got your favorite teams merch with uh, all the teams of the Big Ten or the league, whatever you want. It's all there. Um, so uh, be sure and check that out because uh, it's pretty awesome. Plus, you can get some ticket information there too. All right. Um, Tuesday night men's basketball. Number 10, Illinois, is at Ohio State. That's a part of a doubleheader on Peacock. If you want to check that out, that's the 7 o'clock Eastern game. The nightcap is Michigan at Michigan State, 9 o'clock. And also, Iowa taking on the Indiana Hoosiers. Both of those teams at 12 and 8. Both of those teams desperately need a win. That one's in Bloomington. It's 7 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. And then Tuesday night, women's basketball. Michigan State at Rutgers. That's at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Speaking of Rutgers, let's talk about the men's basketball team for a minute, and I'm going to bring it home here. But they really surprised me this weekend with their home loss at Purdue. I thought this was going to be a blowout, uh, even though I have respect for the Rutgers defense. Um, there's no moral victories, of course, but they lost to one of the best teams in the country, 68-60. It was very respectable. But again, the word on Rutgers is their, their great defense. I just don't know if it would be enough to handle Everything that can Purdue that Purdue can do. Zach Eady inside, three-point shooters on the outside. Um, despite the fact that Rutgers has a great defense, their offense is is horrible. And they rank in the 300s and three-point shooting, 300s and two-point shooting, 300s and free throw shooting. They really struggle offensively. Uh, but no, you know, no, virtually no offense to speak of. They're like the Iowa football of Big Ten basketball. Um, Purdue came into that game hot as a firecracker too. And Rutgers did its job defensively. Now they held Purdue to 48% shooting. Okay. That's now defensively. That's not much to talk about. It's a, that's a fairly decent night shooting, but they held the boilers to just five of 19 from three land. And they out rebounded Purdue 36 to 32. Nobody out rebounds Purdue. They got seven foot four Zach Eady. Nobody does that. And Edie and Braden Smith, they were the only Boilermakers to score in double figures. So overall, a very nice job by Rutgers. On the flip side, by the way, regarding Edie, he did reach some big milestones that we should mention. First of all, he scored his 2,000th career point. He became just the sixth Big Ten player to score 2,000 points and have 1,000 rebounds, which he got earlier. Uh, frankly, Edie seemed a little more excited about just getting the win at Rutgers than talking about his stats afterward. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Purdue has struggled there. 
If you're a Boilermaker, you know this. If you're a Rutgers fan, you know this. Uh, Edie had been 0-3 there at Jersey Mike's Arena. And it had been the last road venue in the Big Ten that he had not got a win at. So, in fact, Purdue, uh, it was her third win there in eight meetings, Rutgers. They really do struggle there. Um, both teams have upcoming games on Wednesday night. Penn State comes to Rutgers while Purdue hosts Northwestern. And that's the payback game. Because when Purdue played Northwestern at Northwestern several weeks ago in Evanston, Northwestern won that game in overtime. So Purdue's looking for a little bit of revenge, right? And as long as we're spending a lot of time on this podcast talking about Iowa athletics, as we did in the opening segment with the new athletic director there with the football team, let's take a look at their women's basketball team because uh, Caitlin Clark is uh, on her march for more milestones. Just to keep an eye on this week, the Lady Hawkeyes next game is Wednesday night at Northwestern. She needs five points to pass Jackie Styles of Missouri State for third place all time on the NCAA women's all-time scoring list. She's got 3,389 points. She also needs 14 points uh, to pass uh, Kelsey Mitchell at Ohio State, and that'll be the highest number ever in the Big Ten, number two all time. She can knock off both of those in the first half of that game against Northwestern on Wednesday night. She would be projected to break the Division One women's scoring mark for everybody on February 15th-ish. They got a game against Michigan, so stay tuned. We always like to uh, talk about her and what she's doing because she's phenomenal. Uh, also phenomenal. I know you're familiar with this podcast, Lockdown Big Ten. Uh, the Lockdown Network has also launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Lockdown Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports sports stories of the day and as the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows that cover every league. Just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe there after you subscribe here uh, to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This show, all the shows, we just run over there on constant rotation. It's great. Um, anyway, so after you do that, don't forget, coming up in just one minute, we are going to do our Tuesday tweets. It's one of my favorite segments of the week. I'm on Twitter, at X, at TalkBig10. I follow a lot of you. You follow me. Anything that's witty, interesting, colorful, cool, I always like to save it and put it on this last segment. So we'll see if your favorite made the list. All that coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. And I want to tell you about Jace Medical. Look, I know we come to sports to kind of use it as an escape or relief from some crazy stuff going on in the world. Let's just take a minute to talk about being prepared for real life. Do you know, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, a very common one, right in the middle of the worst flu season in a decade. It can be very scary. Certainly scary, maybe if a loved one, an elderly, or maybe your kids need medicine and you can't get it. Supply chain issues, whatever. It's, it's not what we're used to, but it's a thing now these days. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. They have a Jace case. In fact, I have one right here. It comes to your door. Jace case comes in a pouch like this. It's full of medicines, antibiotics. It's right in there. And it's very easy to get. I know this pack has five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, bunch of stuff and stuff that can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. 
It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. So it's never been more important to be prepared than today. So what you need to do is go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Use the offer code locked on to get $20 off of your order. All right. Um, we're going to put on screen our tweets. It's time for our Tuesday tweet segment, one of my favorites. And if you're audio only, we'll describe them in detail for you. Okay. So let's do this. And I'm going to put it up right now and uh, go full screen with it. All right. There's a lot of sure all more, by the way. But we, we could try and bounce around with some other stuff. As you know, he was named last Friday as the new head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Here's one from uh, at College Football on Fox. Sheryl Moore has been named the Michigan new head coach. A nice-looking picture of him in the Michigan garb. All right? So that was that was the big story. And here's some uh, some more from it. This is from at Brad Galley. Sheryl Moore said he remembers his first interview with Jim Harbaugh like it was yesterday. And they went on to describe the first thing I did was take off my jacket. I moved the chair out of the way, and I wanted to show him some run blocking. <laughs> Harbaugh loved it. Harbaugh invited him to spend the night and hired him the very next day. That's how you get his attention, man. You take the coat off, do some X's and O's, and some drills right in the office. Here's another one from at Big Ten Network and Sharon uh, Moore acknowledging the Michigan basketball crowd during halftime, talking to them. And uh, saying hello, they were very, uh, they responded in kind, very nicely. Uh, meanwhile, here is one from old Michigan defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, who just left with Jim Harbaugh to go be uh, the coordinator over uh, with the Chargers. It is a picture of Steve Klinkscale, the corners coach for Michigan. He was named the corners coach of the year in college football. So congratulations to him for that. Here is from at Wolverine Chronicle. This would be the sports desk before the Chiefs Ravens game of the AFC Championship. All the uh, crew came out uh, on the on the field. Did their their got out of their studios in New York and set up shop at the football game. And here's their guest Jim Harbaugh. And this says watching this video makes me feel like Harbaugh made the right decision for himself. I haven't seen him look this free in quite some time. The idiots at the NCA made his life at the college level unbearable. Go be a great coach. Well, certainly he's going to go to a situation where he could just, just focus on coaching, focus on uh, Justin Herbert, focus on uh, doing things that he's good at, and he will no longer have to deal with name, image, and likeness. He will no longer have to deal with the transfer portal. He will never have to deal with recruiting, and he will not have to deal – with the NCAA breathing down his neck anymore. <laughs> Just coaching football to the tune of $18 million a year. Life is good. This is another one. This is from at, at uh, Clayton. It is a picture, a zoom in of Sheryl Moore uh, wearing the suit and the shoes and the pink socks. And I think that's a dog down there on the ankle. His daughter asked him to wear these socks. He originally hesitated. She got mad. And so now he's wearing them. That's how that works. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. 
This is another one from our favorite uh, at uh, Swanky Wolverine. It is a picture of a dancer coming down uh, in, in between everybody uh, doing the move. This is an actual video of about uh, five seconds. Good music in the background. It's uh, Sharon Moore's head superimposed over it. So he's dancing because he got the got the sweet gig. Come on down, Coach Moore. I think that's from Soul Train back in the day. I'm not sure, but I think. Meanwhile, here's one from at Dwight Howard or Desmond Howard. Sorry, <laughs> Dwight Howard from Desmond Howard, former Michigan Wolverine. He says they got it right. Picture sure more, more wins, more championships, more smash. That's what he likes to say, smash. All right. And oh, here's one from Swanky as well. This is uh, this is photoshopped. It is a picture of J.J. McCarthy, the Michigan quarterback, who's now getting ready to go into the NFL draft. Wearing a uh, Los Angeles Chargers jersey, the number nine of McCarthy on the back. Yeah. What do you think? You think Harbaugh drafts him? He's a generational quarterback, best he's ever seen. Would he draft him? He's he got he's got Justin Herbert. So no, that that doesn't make any sense. I don't think you'll be seeing that happen. There are some people out there that think JJ McCarthy could go in the middle of the first round. I saw a mock draft from somebody pretty reasonable the other day. Had Michael Penix wasn't even in the first round, but J.J. McCarthy was. That surprised me. And I have nothing bad to say about J.J. McCarthy. I just We're just loaded at quarterback this year in the draft. I think Michael Penix will be the fourth quarterback taken. I think McCarthy will be the fifth. And uh, But anyway, this one, that disagreed with me and what I was thinking. Yeah, McCarthy does look all right in a Chargers uni. All right, speaking of looking all right, I know uh, you Buckeye fans are probably tired of all the Michigan stuff, so here we go at Barstool, Ohio State. And it says, should Ohio State bring back the all-scarlet uniforms next season with a picture? We got we got the got the red jersey, sorry, scarlet jersey, scarlet pants, silver Buckeyes with the scarlet stripe down the middle of the helmet. It looks good. Yes, my vote, you should bring it back. It looks pretty good, doesn't it? All right, what else we have here? This is from at Barstool, Iowa. It is a picture of Tim Lester. Iowa has hired Tim Lester to become the next offensive coordinator of the Hawkeyes. We've got our guy with a little fire emoji. All right. Well, we spent the first half of the podcast today talking about him. We wish him nothing but success. We just we just don't know if enough has changed over there. We'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. This is from, it ain't right, uh, a list of six Big Ten schools. It says six-bid league. This is referring to March Madness. This uh, this tweet thinks that six Big Ten teams will get in the NCAA tournament, Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Michigan State. Yeah, I think I think this is about right. Certainly the top three are locks. We talked about this yesterday in our podcast. But, um, you know, and the ACC might only get two teams in, they're saying. So who knows? All the numbers look down. They're spreading it out more. This is uh, from our friends at Locked On Golden Gophers. Um, picturing uh, the Gophers uh, after their comeback. I'm sorry, after their big win at Penn State. It was impressive the other day. 83-74. Dawson Garcia with 22 points. Um Cam Christie was 17, Parker Fox with 11. Yeah, pretty good uh, Pretty good night there. That was a big win. I thought I'd give a shout-out to Kane Rob and our um, 
at uh, Locked On Gola Gophers Group. Okay. And here at Go or at Iowa Awesome, says Go Iowa Awesome, Caitlin Clark continuing to close in on history. This is the this is the graphic to what we were just talking about a moment ago. She's recently passed Brittany, uh, Brittany Griner on the top scoring leaders all time in women's basketball. She's fourth now. She just needs uh, four more points to tie Jackie Styles and Kelsey Mitchell right around the corner. And there's a picture of Kelsey Plum with her 3,527 points that Caitlin Clark should pass maybe uh, in mid-March. So there you have it. Those are our tweets from Tuesday Tweets. Always enjoy those. Keep them out there. Hey, tweet at me if you want to get on here. I'll put you on if it's good. It's all good. Thank you very much for uh, checking those out with us. Uh, many ways for you to read it at Twitter, at X, at TalkBig10, number 10. Go ahead and follow me there. I'll follow you back. We'll exchange stuff, and uh, maybe your good tweets will be here on our Tuesday program each and every week. Also, you can write me, uh, text me, drop me a note, whatever, at uh, at YouTube in the comments section. And don't forget our website, TalkBig10Number10.com. Get your, get your Big Ten merch, your team merch, tickets, all right there. TalkBig10Number10.com. And then don't forget to subscribe. That helps us a Lockdown Big Ten. And follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every morning. And then don't forget our friends at Lockdown Sports today. Go subscribe there. You'll enjoy it as well. That will do it. Thank you very much for uh, joining us here. We've got uh, more Big Ten football, Big Ten basketball news right around the corner. I got, I got my eye and my ear on everything and an opinion. And I'll share it with you every single time. For Lockdown Big Ten, I'm Craig Sheeman. Thanks for checking us out. We'll check you out next time.